something that I think I, I certainly run into with, with folks who want to understand what a peer experience can be like. And that is that, um, you know, the way we like to think about it is you, you, you create a container with a certain amount of structure and that within that container, there's a lot of safety that occurs. That container includes um, uh, guidelines where we talk about things like no fixing. Um, and uh, as we often joke with people that we first introduced this to, this is super hard for entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are, wired to see problems in the world and to fix, to go in and see opportunities implicit in the problems, whether it's providing better access to healthcare or finding more nutritious ways to feed ourselves. All of it is really designed about seeing opportunity within a problem, if you will. The challenge in being in relationship with another human being is that when we bring that fix-it mentality, Parker Palmer says that when we bring that mentality into it, um, what we do is we start to, to chase someone's soul, right? He thinks of the soul as a shy animal in the forest. And that when we bring a fix-it mentality, it's like we're stomping through the forest saying, hey, little rabbit, where are you? And the problem is, that those of us who are a little bit scared, those of us who might even hold ourselves back, pull ourselves back even further. And we don't avail ourselves of the support the community can bring. In effect, if I lean in to fix you out, I'm implicitly saying to you, you're broken. Welcome to the Reboot Podcast. We are so glad you're here. Welcome to the Reboot Podcast. I'm Dan Putt. This is a very special podcast for me. From the very beginning of Reboot, peer groups have been something that we have worked very hard on bringing into the world because of how peer groups have shaped our own lives. So I'm thrilled that this episode is with people who are talking about their own peer group experience, whether within Reboot or not, and how it's helped them in their roles, their organizations, and in their lives. But before we go to them, I wanted to share a story with you as to why peer groups are so important to me. In the spring of 2005, I was desperately trying to find my entrepreneurial sea legs. I was a new college grad and a relatively new entrepreneur who had just gotten a taste of what it meant to start a business sell a product and build a small team and feel completely and totally overwhelmed. I would have these wild swings of fear and terror and excitement and self-doubt and was absolutely positive that everyone else had it all figured out. And there I was, I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing or where I was going. And it felt lonely. And then I found my Tuesday evening group. And through a series of random events, I was fortunate to meet Jason, Lee, and Zach. And all of us were young entrepreneurs, fresh out of school and full of optimism and self-doubt. But we had lots and lots of energy and lots of ideas on how to support the growth of our businesses. And we had each other. So Tuesday at 7 p.m. was 
our time to really connect, to be with people who knew so well the ups and downs, the wins and losses, the weight and despair, the excitement, and the challenges we all faced each day. There's simply nothing like having a safe space with others who know exactly what you are going through. There's nothing like a space where you know you'll be fully heard and understood, and a space where you can listen to and connect to others more deeply. And Tuesday was my space to be reminded the wait was real and I was not alone. And I found that group at a time when I really needed help as an entrepreneur, but it turns out I needed them even more in my life. As I've talked about on the podcast before, in October of 2005, my mom's battle with cancer went from a thing we were all trying to deal with in our lives to something that was ending hers. As we had found the cancer had spread and we knew that time was short, and I was devastated. And those guys were there for me as I dropped everything and moved home. They were there as I went through the true challenges of being with a loved one as she died. And they were there in the months after her death where I struggled through the grief, struggled to find a meaning, struggled to find a new way or, frankly, any way forward. Beyond everyone and every person, and especially great leaders and entrepreneurs, are great peers and loved ones, people who not only accept their wholeness, but call it forth. The leadership and entrepreneurial path simply can't be traveled alone. For me, I went looking for a group to help me be a better entrepreneur, to give me answers to my painful challenges, and instead I found a group of lifelong friends that I connected with that helped me build strength and resiliency to face whatever life threw at me. The way to be a better entrepreneur or leader is to be a better human. And one path to becoming a better human is to have good friends and peers who support you and mirror your blind spots. In our podcast episode that we're sharing with you all today, you'll meet Christine Carrillo, the co-founder and CEO of Joni, Al Doan, a co-founder and former CEO of Missouri Star Quilt Company, Brian Bursick, co-founder and CEO of Wonder, and Keely Tillotson, co-founder and CEO of Wild Friends Foods. You'll hear them talk about their own peer group experiences and how their time in those groups, like for me, have really become a space to be supported and to continue their own growth as leaders and as humans. By the way, if this sounds like something you would like for yourself or members of your team, you can find out more in your own version of Tuesday Evening at reboot.io slash circles. Reboot Portfolio Circles are an effective and unique way for VC firms to provide ongoing support and professional development for the CEOs and the leaders inside their portfolio companies. With our Portfolio Circles, the Reboot team partners with you to identify the CEOs or the leaders you'd like to support, and we take care of the rest. Each group is led by a skilled Reboot coach and includes six to eight leaders from companies inside your portfolio in similar roles and stages in their journeys. We bring them all together to support each other in their personal and professional and leader development. Now hear from Evan, who is a participant in one of our portfolio circles. My name is Evan Liang. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Lean Data. Most of the other CEO groups I've been in are very business-focused, issues-focused. We're trying to solve problems together. And the Reboot Circle is very different in the sense that we talk about the issues, but more around kind of supporting each other. And it's not around problem-solving but more around the CEO support from an emotional perspective. I think all of us need some sort of support group. You need friends and family. You can't do it all on yourself. 
there is a lot of stresses that come with the job. And having an avenue to uh, feel like you're not alone and get that emotional need that you might not be able to get from your team because you don't want to seem vulnerable as a CEO. So those would be the reasons I would say to check it out and to go in with an open mind and, and see for yourself if it's something that helps you. Overall, it's been a great experience. To learn more about Reboot Portfolio Circles, email us at portfoliocircles at reboot.io. Hey, everyone. It's great to see you all. It makes me really happy to see all your smiling faces. And uh, before we plunge in, let's take a moment and introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Christine Carrillo. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Joni. We simplify buying and managing health insurance. I'm Keely Tillotson. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Wild Friends Foods. We make all natural nut and seed butters and nut butter-based snacks. Hi, I'm Brian Bursick. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Wonder Capital, and we allow investors to invest in diversified solar portfolios uh, to help accelerate the growth of U.S. solar. Hey, I'm uh, Al Doan. I'm your, I'm your resident vagabond, I guess. <laughs> CEO of nothing right now, former co-founder of uh, a quilt company, built a quilting empire, and uh, just kind of an e-commerce junkie that uh, loves Reboot. So. Ah, well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for taking the time out of the day to sort of jump on this. What we really want to do is spend a little bit of time talking about, in a sense, what the experience is of being in a peer group. What, what is it like for you? What's it been like for you? Positive, negative, challenges, that sort of thing, to, to be in a group setting in some capacity and how has it impacted your leadership journey, your own experience of self-discovery? And as you think about responding to that question, I want to just sort of put out there, too, that I have spent to date 16 years in a group. Um, it's a psychotherapy group, but it's a group nonetheless. And um, much of what I have come to know about the group experience stems from being in relationship every Wednesday morning for an hour and a half with uh, these other incredible people in my life. Um, so I also feel like I'm not just a facilitator in this conversation, but I'm a participant as well. Al, what's it been like for you to be uh, in a group it's uh it's interesting we were just talking about this in our group uh last week about how how interesting it is that you know we know we know all the things that we're supposed to be doing and so we're we're trying to meditate and journal and do it all on our own but then about once a month we sort of pause check in and say how are you doing and and it you know it it takes you back to this place where in your mind where you have uh you have this sort of centering that happens this opportunity for you to to sort of check in with yourself, check in with others, be held accountable to how well you're treating yourself. Um, it's just, it's been so remarkable for me. I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of it to, to others of just being a part of these groups. But, uh, but man, the, the value that I get out of just every now and then pausing and saying, how am I doing it all this self care that I'm, that I'm trying to, to be, a, or to have as part of my, uh, part of my journey. And am I doing all right? And even if I'm not, like, can we commiserate for a minute and talk about how 
how it's hard or, or some of our successes. And you come away with it just this clean, blank slate again, and you get to go and tackle that next month or next couple of weeks. It's been great for me. I, I have a lot of appreciation for it. Christine, I just noticed you smiled when Al said, said some things there and you were just sort of, it, it felt like a kind of recognition. Is that right? Yeah, I, um, I actually did individual coaching for about six months. Then I went to the boot camp. And then out of that boot camp, we started a circle. And that circle, I mean, everything you're saying, Ral, is just, it has been um, such a different perspective for me to get on what I'm doing. Uh, but even more so it's, it was honestly the first time I didn't feel like I was alone in this. And so being able to get on this, you know, video call with a solid group of people that I always know show up for me and, and we count on each other for that, um, has been pretty incredible. I, it's, you know, I feel really safe with them. Um, and I like that there are, each one of us is on a different path. And so it's really interesting how, you know, as a CEO, you start to think, you know, before this group thing, anyway, for me, I was like, well, depending on where they're at, they must be better at this than I am. And so I, you know, and then you realize that, you know, you're saying something or talking about a story or something you're going through and everyone's at like, you know, we're all at five different levels, 17 different levels. And it doesn't matter. It's like all of us are, feeling some specific portion of that, helping each other out with that. It's just been a very incredible um, experience for me. I, I hope that I keep doing it for 16 years, Jerry. Like, I mean, I think it's so great. It's just so great for me. Mm-hmm. Brian, Keely, I both saw that you both laughed as that was going on. Uh, Keely, why don't you pop in? Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually in Christine's group. Uh, so it's uh, fun. it's fun to be here with her, and I similarly joined after coming to to the boot camp, and I hadn't had a coach ever before coming to the boot camp, and decided to try the circles. And I, I think my had the same feeling Christine had, but probably from the other end. I'm like, I am this tiny little peanut butter company, and all of these amazing CEOs of huge companies talking about hiring and firing 20 people in a month and just some experiences I'd never had any familiarity with. And I've done, I think, a lot of listening in the boot camp. I, and there was one session recently where one of our facilitators, Dan, said, Keely, you, you, know, you kind of tend to hang back and, and don't say a lot in the groups and I want to give you an opportunity to share. And I... Uh, that was a, a really emotional session for me. And I just realized how much I had not been saying because I felt like it wasn't my, of my own biases coming in. Like it wasn't my session to share a lot because I was the inexperienced CEO. And it was such a powerful session for me because I, everyone in the group just was so supportive and understanding. And it was, I think, a really powerful hour for all of us, even though in my head, my problems were kind of my own problems. I think that's just an example of how much you can get out of the group, no matter what stage you're at. It was uh, a really powerful session for me. And I felt so supported by them throughout the whole conversation. And even in the month between sessions, thinking of them gave me so much support afterwards. Uh, And so that was kind of a breakthrough for me in that particular meeting. And I felt a lot more confident sharing my problems outside of the session since then with, with people as well. 
what, I, what I'm hearing, hearing Keely, is that there was this like powerful moment where Dan was able to observe something and notice something and kind of invite you in. And that, that invitation ended up opening some, up, some things up for you. Does it feel, um, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but what I'm hearing is a kind of self-discovery, perhaps, in that process. Is, is that a fair statement? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the ability of the facilitators to watch and observe everyone, not only in what they're saying, but also how they're reacting or not reacting, is really powerful. And since starting the group, I actually started doing, I toyed with the idea of doing some individual coaching as well. And found I did not resonate as much with that style because I really loved the interacting and the listening and the hanging back and the participating. That was has been really powerful for me in that process of self-discovery, more so than just uh, kind of one-on-one sharing, you know, not being able to hang back. So I, I really found the group helpful that way. Hmm. Brian, are you, are you resonating with some of this dialogue? I know that your experience, Brian, you're, you're in a, an in-person group. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, we do a, uh, we do a four-hour monthly meeting in person over dinner. Mm-hmm. But uh, is this experience similar for you? Very much so. Um, you know, I thought the, the observations about the commonalities that we all have, almost irrespective of stage and company type, uh, was something that I found just remarkable and shocking when I first joined the group, just how many of my fears and concerns and, um, you know, sensitive spots were, were incredibly similar to um, other folks going through this experience. And that in and of itself has been obviously a huge, um, you know, well of sharing and empathy and, you um, and helping each other. The other thing though, I wanted to throw out there that, that I th- mm-hmm. think about my group as, um, that I haven't heard a, uh, as much about is in which as a founder, maybe particularly as a CEO, um, there aren't that many spaces where you can be open and free with your real concerns about your own business. Um, you are the walking embodiment of, you know, as, as Jerry likes to say, we're killing it. We're killing it. Um, and, you know, even with your partner or with your parents, you know, you might feel a need to put on some um, presentation, right, of, of where you are instead of be really truthful and honest about it. And I have found that a space where you can go as a, as a co-founder and speak honestly uh, or as a CEO and speak honestly about those, those fears and concerns, um, particularly about yourself, right, has just been uh, enormously helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Does does that resonate with anybody? I'm just surprised Brian gets dinner. How do we sign up for that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I just wanted to say that that uh, I mean I think one of the products of this continual check in and, and boot camp is it it lets I mean it's sort of empowered me to be vulnerable uh, well beyond well beyond uh, like. Brian's right in that you have this space that's a safe space. And Christine mentioned too, it's a safe space of people that's not going to judge you or, uh, you know, be mad that you're hurting. Uh, but man, one of the big products of the reboot process for me is being able to take that same vulnerability and, and put it out to, to my team, uh, to the people that I work with, to the family that I have, uh, you know, and sort of sort of push that out beyond those, those bounds, uh, that, 
we all have when we come in. Cause I, I feel like when you found me, when I found you uh, a year and a half ago, right. It was in, in my mind, nobody understood the problems that I was, nobody, nobody else ever struggled with scaling a company. Uh, I was the only one. And over the, over the process of time, you start to sort of find parallels in everybody's uh, life that you can sort of connect with and, and identify with. Mm. Al, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this other piece that you just shared. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm intrigued by this other piece, which is that you've taken some of the experience out into the broader part of your life. It's like, you know, uh, we, we often joke that better humans make better leaders. And there's a kind of humanness that's an enhanced humanness, if you will. Does that resonate? Well, I think, I think that's the difference between uh, doing a boot camp once a year, once every other year, and, or trying to have a group where you're doing it consistently and, and making lasting change in, uh, in sort of your, your leadership methods or, or, you know, your ability to be friends. Like a lot of times when I show up to a circle, it's, it's not my business that's got me cloudy that day. It's, you know, I, some, some argument or some bit of frustration with some other interaction that's bleeding through and manifesting itself in how I treat my managers or how I work with, with others or partners. And, uh, and so to have this sort of continual evolution where, I mean, I don't even know if I'm getting better at it, but just that I'm being more aware of what's there. Uh, it's certainly manifesting itself everywhere. Mm. Uh, the, the phrase, and I know I've used this with you, Al, but the phrase that one of my Buddhist teachers likes to use is, is comes to mind, and that's, may you uh, be struck by coconuts of wakefulness. And there's this like notion of your head being bombarded with like, wake up, wake up, ah, don't go back to sleep, wake up, wake up. Christine, you, you, you were nodding as Al was talking. How? Is that, um, what are your thoughts uh, on that? You know, I mean, similar to what Keely said as well, one of the things that I started doing, I felt like I needed to share what I was doing. Um, mm. I, I thought it was really important that the team was aware of my coaching as well and, and the work I was doing. And so um, I started something here um, where, so my senior leadership team is all, required to do coaching through reboot whether through a circle or individual coaching um, and that'll continue as long as we're alive um, but what I, what <laughs> 16 I, years that's right <laughs> what I realized was that there was this other this other group of um, kind of director level management level individuals that weren't getting this and were actually working with more people than 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 we were right and so um, I have a hour and a half, uh, we call it a leadership circle that, that I, I guide and it's the same type of group and that group's gotten bigger now. And so we're splitting it up where some of my senior leadership team will take that. It's interesting because I have that group and uh, it's about seven of us in there. And when we start talking, I'm talking about things I'm dealing with and sometimes they could be co-founder issues and they could be whatever it is, but I, Similar to what you were saying, Al, it, it has, there's an empowerment that comes from this regularity that it, it is normalized now that we're human beings. And so we come to work with a lot of things going on. And, and that's actually 
not just okay to talk about, but it's, it's, it's what we're all supposed to be working through together. Um, so it, it's just such a, it's helped me so much to continue the reboot um, circles, group type of facilitate, you know, um, discussions with other groups internally. And um, it's just been great because I can see their growth as well. And my growth when I'm with them, listening to other things that they're going through. I, I, I love that you just brought that in, Christine, because, you know, sure, I wear a hat as the CEO of Reboot, and it'd be great if everybody in the world, you know, hired Reboot. Actually, it would be awful, okay, because we would be overwhelmed. And, you know, and, and, and the truth of the matter is we dedicate ourselves to this work not because we want to grow this large company or something like that. We dedicate ourselves to this work because – we believe in what is implicit in this. And nothing warms the cockles of my heart more than to hear a CEO who has gone through some of our experiences. And whether it's like Brian getting together with some peers in a town so that they're able to be together without a facilitator, with a, with a facilitator, I don't really care. What I care about is this notion of expansion of, of what does it mean to be a leader? And, you know, this experience that you have, Christine, of, of promulgating a point of view throughout the entire organization, right? That's the issue, right? If every CEO, every co-founder, every entrepreneur listening to this at some point on their own was able to emulate some of the things that we are talking about, either organized through an outside source or self-organized. But then to create this experience, then what we get to do is we use work as a means to grow, not as this obstacle to our own growth as human beings. You know, I, I, Keely, I'm looking at you now only because I'm thinking of that moment of self-discovery of Dan challenging you. Hey, Keely, you hold yourself back. What's going on, you know? And then all of a sudden you leaning in and having an experience that's different. I don't know, thoughts, reactions to what I just said? Yeah. Or anything that's been said. Yeah, I, I mean, thinking about every, what you just said and what Christine was saying, because our company's small or if there's eight of us, I haven't done, you know, it's been much less explicit. I think how I've brought my reboot experience to my, my company. So first, rather than, I mean, I've, I've shared a little bit about what I've been doing and that's that day that I had, a, a, you know, basically an emotional breakdown at 7am in the morning. And then my, <laughs> my face was all swollen from crying. I had to make some sort of explanation. Uh, people came into the office, so I had to talk about it a little bit, but uh you know, I think that it, for me, it's more about, I think I've just been observing what an artful job the facilitators and my fellow team members in our group do at asking questions, really good questions they actually care about knowing the answers to and bringing that to my one-on-ones with employees, bringing that to when somebody's bringing negativity or bringing hostility or aggression to the office for some reason and trying to get to the bottom of it in a human way. And I think that's rubbing off on people because I see them doing it with each other and uh, with me and 
you know, treating me like a human versus kind of the all-knowing CEO that has to just have all the answers all the time. And that's been powerful for me. Uh, you know, a little less organized version of what Christine's saying, but trying to be the facilitator of these conversations and experiences within our company. Mm. I, I, I think we're hitting upon a really interesting um metaphor here, which is the leader as facilitator, the CEO as facilitator, facilitator of their own growth, facilitator of the growth within the organization. You know, Brian, you're nodding. Makes sense to you? Yeah, you know, I was, uh, it uh, dovetails with what um, I've been thinking as the person here who oftentimes doesn't have facilitation in our monthly groups. We do do a whole weekend of facilitation. Um, I, I suspect that some of the facilitators are so good that some of these folks um, don't realize that without that facilitator there, the you know getting together in a group and being vulnerable is fantastic. Um, but some of that structure and expectation around listening, um, you know, actively uh, around not trying to solve people's problems, right? Some of those some of those structures mm -hmm. we have that. At all that, and some going back to like resolution management stuff, right? Be specific. Talk about how you're feeling. Some of those sorts of dynamics. I think it's it's so critical that if you get into a group and you get vulnerable and you start talking about those things, that you bring that structure to it. And that if you're going to do with a group of people by yourselves, that you're really thoughtful about who owns that and being disciplined about keeping it. Um, or you get a facilitator from from someplace great like Reboot. Um, but that, that's a really crucial element in addition to the vulnerability and the making of the time, I think. Yeah, I think, I think Brian's speaking to something that I think I, I certainly run into with, with folks who want to understand what a peer experience can be like. And that is that, um, you know, the way we like to think about it is you, you, you create a container with a certain amount of structure and that within that container, there's a lot of safety that occurs. That container includes um, uh, guidelines, if you will, that uh, you'll all recognize, right? Where we talk about things like no fixing. Um, and uh, as we often joke with people that we first introduced this to, this is super hard for entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are, wired to see problems in the world and to fix, to go in and see opportunities implicit in the problems, whether it's providing better access to healthcare or finding more nutritious ways to feed ourselves, right? I'm thinking of uh, the nut butters, Keely. All of it is really designed about seeing opportunity within a problem, if you will. The challenge in being in relationship with another human being is that when we bring that fix-it mentality, um, our, our, our mentor on a lot of the design on this, Parker Palmer says, that when we bring that mentality into it, um, what we do is we start to, to chase someone's soul, right? He thinks of the soul as a shy animal in the forest. And that when we bring a fix-it mentality, it's like we're stomping through the forest saying, hey, little rabbit, where are you? And the problem is that those of us who are a little bit scared, those of us who might even hold ourselves back, pull ourselves back even further. 
and we don't avail ourselves of the support the community can bring. In effect, if I lean in to fix you out, I'm implicitly saying to you, you're broken. Yeah. It's, I'm thinking about our, I'm thinking about our group, our, our peer group, and we're all, we're all the personality of like lean in and overshared, like dive right. I don't think there's a Keely in the mix of us, right? <laughs> Andy is one of our great facilitators. And he, I mean, our last meeting he did, he, I think he said one sentence and it was about 30 minutes in. And he said, guys, this feels like, this feels like popcorn conversation. Like we're being pithy. Uh, what, what, like, let's, let's find some meat and, and go after it. And the whole tone of the conversation shifted and we ended up having this like deep emotional experience. that was really, really profound for all of us. I mean, we reached out after and, and sort of this tenderness that came following that. Uh, and I just think of like, if that, if a facilitator had not been there, uh, how many, how many conversations or dinner gatherings you'll go the whole two hours of just uh, little, little quips and, and the conversation moves good and you get out of there and it felt pretty good. Uh, but nobody, nobody paused to say, we're missing, we're missing the big opportunity here. Uh, let's go this other, or let's, let's go just a little bit left and it's right there. Uh, and how powerful that is to have, you know, somebody whose whole job it is to make sure that the conversation is powerful, as powerful as it can be for all of us. Uh, then we just get to show up and like try our best to like have good conversation. They take care of making sure that we hit the mark. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's, that's, I, I think that's the magic of, of uh, these circles is it's not just five friends getting together. Somebody's sort of thinking of what, what good questions can we use? To discover it. And, and this last, this last session we had, uh, we, <laughs> We all, you know, we, we thought how profound this journal prompt was and how amazing it was. And they told us they use it like every three months and it's the same thing we've heard a dozen times, but this time <laughs> it was magic. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just somebody's being sensitive to what we need as a group and, uh, and plugging in the right pieces. And that's, it's worth, it's well, worth. As a, as a coach and as a facilitator, what I will tell you, uh, I'll share with you that, there's something deeply sacred about taking your seat as a facilitator. There's something really powerful about um, being bearing witness to growth and unfolding for people. Um, it can be challenging because you want to jump in and you want to fix and you want to change and you want to alter for all the same reasons that everybody else has. But the journey of holding oneself back and allowing with a, with, with a gentle question here, with a simple little observation, hey, this feels like popcorn, right, um, creates our own growth edge for the facilitator as well. If you were to speak to someone who said, yeah, 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 come on. I'm not going to get this. You know, what we would refer to as a kind of resistance. If you were to speak to someone who has some doubts, what would you, what would you share with them about their doubts? D- doubts about joining a group of some sort. Uh, I, 
I reiterate, I think what was what's a little bit of what's been said, which is my biggest fear coming in was I, I, one of the, I have two reasons that I, I tend to hang back. And one being that, uh, that I wasn't going to fit in with the other CEOs or they were going to be, I wasn't going to feel like I belonged to a group of powerful CEOs, many in the tech kind of world, which I'm not a part of, or that two, it was going to feel like, um, popcorn, you know, kind of like that style he was talking about where people just kind of glom on and it's a little more surface level. There's a lot of complaining and venting, but it doesn't feel like I get off and feel bogged down by everyone's problems or like my problems just kind of, I just said them, but didn't feel better about having said them. That's, you know, if prior to being in a circle, if I got together with some friends and we all talked about our jobs, I never felt a lot of relief out of those conversations. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I just feel so tired. And I feel like people tried to give me advice the whole time. And I would say that neither of those things has proven out even for a minute. It's, it's all felt. And I think a lot of that has to do with the facilitators. And then because we observe them, everyone is present in the same way that they are, I think kind of sets the stage. And then I'd encourage people to try going to a boot camp if they can, because that for me was such an amazing immersive introduction into the whole reboot style. And then it made it really easy for me to join the circle, bringing all that I worked on for three days with me, even for two hours. Who else? Christine, what would you say to somebody? I mean, I mean, I kind of would say that the, the doubts usually come from fear. They're not usually coming from, you don't think you're going to get something out of it. You're, you know, you're, you're putting yourself out there, right. In a, in a very vulnerable place. And, um, and so I, I think what, when I started the circle internally, I'll just share how, you know, when I, I put it out there and I was like, we're going to do some leadership sessions. You have an opportunity to join them or not. And there was a couple people who were like, um, maybe not. Right. When I spoke to them individually, it was really interesting. They're actually the most, the individuals that participate the most and, you know, are like constantly <laughs> craving. They've asked if we can do them more often and all of this. But in the beginning, it was this, you know, sort of, can I say these things out loud that are really going on? Because I, you know, I've got to, I've got to keep up with, with what I'm supposed to be and be, make sure I am impressing and, you know, cause, and, and doing very well at whatever that means and being perceived that way. Um, so I, I think that seems to be like a, a big piece of why individuals don't do it. And the other thing is, I think people think, um, this is going to be this really hokey kind of thing and we're all going to be kumbayaing and, and, and it, it feels very hippy dippy. And I hear that a lot. Right. And, mm. um, that always strikes me as odd too, because, um, I mean, I, I don't know how you can actually be a leader without having compassion and empathy, not just for others, but for yourself. And, and so, so it, it's, sure you can continue to to put up these walls and think you have to be a certain kind of CEO, which I kind of think we need to call bullshit on that now because that that's not the kind of leader CEO, you know, that, that type of strong, arrogant, I've got it all taken care of sort of uh, leader is not really effective. Um, and so these groups really aren't that, you know, they're actually very structured. You're getting a lot out of them continuously and um, it's incredibly smart people that are talking about real things that you don't realize sometimes your own path or struggle you've gone through is actually maybe holding you back in a certain area 
um, that, you know, if we're talking how it directly relates to your business, there's plenty of, I mean, I, every time I come out of there, I'm like, holy shit, this is what's holding back my business. This is the area that I need to go work on for, the, you know, for whatever it is. There was one session I just, I, I mean, there's a talk I had with you, Jerry, that is written in my notebook and I open to every day, which is what I'm working on, which is building machines within the organization. And that comes through so many other facets of things I'm struggling with. I'm trying, like, how do I do that? Well, Christine, stop getting in people's way. That's one way to start. I, I mean, and so there's, but there's things you don't realize you're doing unless you're talking in a group and pe- and you're asking all these questions together to dig in to what exactly are you doing that's causing you to maybe get in someone's way. And um, anyway, I could go on forever about this. That, well, that's my, 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 my question that I often ask is how am I complicit in creating the conditions I say I don't want? And in my experience with my group, I learned the value of that question by having five other people sit around to me and mirror back to me. Oh, Jerry, you're doing that again. Do you realize you're doing that thing that you do that you said you didn't want to do? Well, let me show you. You're doing that thing that you do. And they say it with love and they say it with compassion, but they say it with fierceness, with not letting me bullshit my way through the experience. One last word, Brian, what would you say? Yeah. Um, I, I have to be honest. I've had this question and, uh, I, I was a sales guy. I'm, I'm happy to be a little disingenuous. I'll bait and switch you. And so I find that CEOs that are skeptical, either this is in the important but not urgent category that CEOs have to often have such a hard time creating time for, or they have that kind of hippy dippy, you know, normative mm-hmm. male fear of sharing. And I find that both of those are fairly well addressed with the practical considerations of how you will be a better CEO. You know, you will be a better CEO through this process because, you know, to Christine's point, um, there is a lot of really wonderful sharing around how we're feeling and our fears and our challenges, but it's often tied up in very practical aspects of the business. And when other people are talking about high level things, you often discover things about your business. And so I will often lead with these somewhat practical and tangible benefits um, to get through those, those concerns. But to a person a year later, if you run into them and they're in a group, it is not the practical considerations that they will tell you about and rave about. It is the way in which they feel like they have a space to be themselves and learn and share. So I, I admit I will bait and switch people all day on that one because I really believe in it. Yeah. So Brian, we, we don't call it baiting and switching. Uh, <laughs> my, partner Colin, <laughs> yeah, my partner Colin calls it smuggling in consciousness. <laughs> so. I love that. I will use that. <laughs> Al, any last words? Oh man, I I uh, actually have a few people that I'm that I'm working on this with, and and uh, you know, as is often the case, you can't answer a question that's not asked. It's so when you have people that are that are you know, this isn't for them, or they're not they're not sure about it. Typically, typically they they're missing that space in their life of of. Uh, that self awareness or that uh, the interest in going going deep and trying to improve, and uh, not my my track record. Uh, I'm not as good of a salesman on that, and uh, and I'm man. I I wish I was better. I wish that uh, that I could sort of 
connect everybody into this into this space that uh, that I love so much. And so I got, I've got a couple of good ideas on on how to keep the conversation going with some of these people in my life that I want to have this. Uh, but uh, but I I really and I just give it a sh- you know give it a shot, jump in and and see if you can't get value out of being you know, taking care of your emotional well-being uh, while, you know, we, we pay attention to everything else, all the other health sides of our life uh, at this point. That emotional stability and development and growth is something that uh, we, need to, we need to be as worried about as anything, especially if you're in a company that's scaling, you're in a family that's growing or a relationship that's improving. Our emotional tools that we had a year ago probably aren't going to be the ones that, that will fix our problems today. And we need to be developing those. Well, that, that was beautiful. I, I got to tell you, my experience has been that uh, I've learned from what, from listening to the four of you today. I've learned, even though I've been doing this in one form or another for 16 years, um, you've taught me a lot about what is actually going on. And I want to thank you for that. And I want to I want to tell you, thank you too, on behalf of the people who listen to this, because you're helping them. And that's another message that we really believe in. It's entrepreneurs helping other entrepreneurs, right? Because we can't do this alone. And besides, it just sucks to do it alone. It's much more fun to do it in community. So with that, I'm going to, Thank you all for being on the, the Thank show. Thanks so much, everybody. It was a lot Thank of fun. you. Thanks. It was good to see you all. If you enjoyed this episode, go to reboot.io slash podcast to listen to all three seasons of our podcast conversations. And leave us a review on iTunes. That's the best way for other people to find and enjoy the show just as you have done. And don't forget to join our mailing list at reboot.io slash sign up so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. How long till my soul gets it right? Can any human being ever reach that kind of light? I call on the resting soul of Galileo, king of night vision, king of Being a CEO of a startup is hard. It can be very lonely, with long hours, constant demands, never-ending, unforgiving to-do lists. When do you take time to really step back and look at how things are going for your organization, for your team, for yourself? How are you showing up as a leader? This April, reboot and refresh what it means to be a CEO. In this retreat, you'll be led by the reboot team Jim Marsden, Heather Jassy, Andy Chrisinger, and me to help you establish a greater awareness of your personal leadership habits. You'll create a customized strategy for being the leader you want to be, all while building a network of peers that you can rely on. To apply and learn more about Reboot's April CEO Founder Bootcamp, go to reboot.io bootcamp.